Hey there, Hit Like a Girl Pod listeners. We've got some exciting news that's too good to keep to ourselves. You all know Grace Minton, whose stories have captivated us over the past couple years. Well, Grace has been doing such an amazing job with her show, High Tea with Grace, that it's time for her to shine even brighter. Yes, you heard that right. High Tea with Grace has graduated to its own show with its own brand new RSS feed. While we've loved sharing Grace's episodes as special bonuses on the Hit Like a Girl pod, it's now time to give Grace the spotlight she deserves. So what does that mean for you? To continue enjoying the compelling stories and insights from Grace, head over to your favorite podcast platform and hit that subscribe button for High Tea with Grace. Trust us, you don't want to miss out on what she has in store. Her latest series is dedicated to understanding the VC funding world, aka Fund Like a Girl. Thank you for supporting us, and let's show some love for Grace on her exciting new journey. Remember, search for High Tea with Grace and subscribe today. And welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Joy Rios, and today my guest is Dr. Pamela Peak. She's the chief medical officer at Ember Labs, among other lots of big achievements. She's got a ton of energy and talks with me about a biohack that can help with reducing stress, getting better sleep, even addressing certain symptoms of menopause. In fact, I can honestly say that talking with her helped me feel less anxious about aging. She's kind of rad. So take a listen. Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peak. I'm the chief medical officer for Ember Labs. And well, what do we do? We have the best biohack on the planet to be able to handle problems that have to do with, oh, I don't know, the fiery flames of hot flashes. If you're in the perimenopause, meaning you could be as early as in your 30s, like 38, 39, and then certainly in your 40s and well into your 50s and even 60s. So we're here to help. So Dr. Peak, I think I am wearing... And Ember Wave 2. We're matching. Okay, here it is. And it's called the Wave 2 because it's the second generation. And it is superb. It really goes with my jewelry. And uh, actually, one day soon, well, you know, in the future, we're going to be taking it also off the wrist and onto other parts of the body so that we have many options, including the wrist, to be able to use it. So have you tried it yet? Oh my gosh. So I've been trying it for the past like 10 days or so, maybe a little bit more. And I did not realize how much I was going to love it. Like, I think I have fallen in love. So when you're saying, and I've been talking to everybody I know about it because I feel like it has like uh, quenched a thirst. I didn't even know that I had. That's how I feel about it. And uh, so I use it all the time. I basically have been wearing it to bed. And it looks, if I get either hot or cold, it can warm me up. When I go for a walk and I'm walking my dog, I'm like, oh, it's a little chilly. I just do the 10 minute, whatever. I've been wearing it after the gym for my walk home from the gym to cool down. Good for you going to the damn gym. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm using it all and I can't shut up about it. That's the other thing. Once I've got it, I was like, oh, you guys need to know about this. It's not a heart monitor. It's not a watch. You want to know what it is? Like it helps change my and regulate my body temperature. Well, it's, it's your your own little thermal 
ecosystem. Come on, let's talk sustainability. Yeah. So instead of like fighting over the thermostat and saying, damn it, it's too cold, it's too hot here. You just say, excuse me, I'm just going to deal with it myself. And I, you know, it's like the cone of your own little ecosystem here. It's so sustainable because, you know, this way you don't waste a whole lot of energy. To your point, Joy, what's really cool about this is that women and men feel hot or cold all the time. Men oftentimes will feel very, very hot just because they tend to have a greater metabolism and, and all the rest of it. And women oftentimes will feel much cooler, especially in office buildings and homes where the guys are controlling the thermostat. Right. And so in addition to what it can do for things like the hot flash experience that women have starting for sure at age 40 and, and extending all the way to 60, it's also a great way to be able to just keep yourself more thermally comfortable to be able to feel warmer or cooler, depending upon what's going on. And so many women just walk around like, I was just in a meeting in the Boston Convention Center where I spoke, and what was really interesting was, I don't know, somebody cranked up the AC in that place. Every single woman walked around looking blue. Uh -huh. And it's so interesting. They Once they actually put this on and then hit warming, they felt fantastic. Yeah. And this opposite is true for the guys who are feeling in a super warm and they want to get a little bit cooler. So it is your own thermal ecosystem. It's the coolest thing ever. But I bet you don't know how it works. No, I mean, I mean just to kind of follow up, I've been debating like, is it time to bring out my space heater, you know, and just like put it because I don't have central air in my place. But like when it gets super cold, I'll do space heater. And that's prevented me. I haven't had to do that. And I tend to run cold and I'm in, I'm 42. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what stage of menopause I'm in, if I'm in it at all. Early. But I'm just like <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's not menopause. Menopause is when your menstrual cycle completely ceases. Yeah, I'm not. Whereas there. you're in perimenopause, which means, you know, you're beginning that little journey, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I just, I can't tell you how many times a day I'm reaching for this and I've got the app on my phone and I'm like, okay, do I want, and I like the fact that it's waves. It's not like a constant push of temperature that it's like pulses of it. So please tell me how it works. <laughs> so here's the way it works. How many of you have ever had somebody in your life, it was my grandmother in my case, you know, say, oh, is it really hot out here? Put some ice right here on your wrist. Now, my grandmother was not a thermal, you know, scientist. Uh, and so she was just a smarty pants. And she somebody realized somewhere along the line that it just sort of magically made you feel cooler. Now, how could that be possible? Well, as it turns out, there are certain parts of your body that have a real dense population of what we call thermal receptors. I'll make it simple. Little cells big dense populations of little cells, communities of cells that basically help you heat or cool your body. And so that's why it worked for a very short period of time. If you put ice on there, which is static, it's like a whole lot of you know cold at one time. You know what happens, it doesn't last long. It goes numb and then you're like, oh man, you know, but it was good for a moment. Mm -hmm. Well, 
The smarty pants founders of this science are scientists, thermoelectric scientists from MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And what they found in their laboratory was a way to be able to hack into our nervous system communicating with the brain and its regulation centers up there to be able to give us a sense of cooling or of warming. How cool is that? But the way they did it, to your point, Joy, and you're really smart on this one, is they did it by creating waves. So here's the little you know, skin receptor. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to, ooh, stimulate it and come off it stimulate it and come off it. Now, by doing so, that receptor on that cell will continuously fire. It'll always stay stimulated because you're giving it a chance to, ha, ah, you know, rest. Now I'm going to be stimulated again, rest. And then by doing so, you just keep it going. But if I just did one flat, you know, temperature, like slapping that ice on my wrist, Mm-mm, doesn't work. You need to have not static, you need to have dynamic. And so what we've done is patented really cool thermal waveforms that allow you to be able to do that. I mean, we've got a whole host of them. If you look on the app, which comes with the device, what you're able to see is there's a bunch of them, everything from all night mode. Can you imagine? Yeah. Eight hours of sleeping with something that makes you feel really comfortable to sleep with. So it would be like, for instance, you know, maybe cooling mode feels really good at nighttime. Well, what will happen is those thermal waveforms were created to just slowly, you know, just move through and just keep you in that nice cooling place. That's really neat. Whereas other ones are like, boom, we get you right away. Others are 30 minutes long, 15 minutes long. It just depends. So you play around with it, customize something for yourself and boom, you're home. So I'm looking at the app right now and there's the four different, there's comfort, hot, flashes, stress, and sleep. And I have to be honest, I haven't tried the sleep one. I didn't know that it was an all night thing. Honestly, I was trying to figure out like what exactly is the difference between each one of these if I just choose, if I'm just feeling like, oh, I want to warm up or cool down. Most of them are, you know, when you're looking at thermal comfort, obviously that's going to be either cooling or warming. So you just hit that and you basically choose what works best for you because what's comfortable for you may be different for me. Yeah. And the same thing goes with sleep. You know, there's a, a choice to be able to what they call go to sleep mode. So sometimes people just need a little nudge and a little bit of comfort to get to sleep. And man, they're just out like a you know, light until whatever, seven in the morning. Other people would like something that's all night long and then that works well. Other people would like something that's much shorter, just 15 minutes, just like, you know, you hit it and it's going to hit you going for 15 minutes and then you're perfectly fine. The key thing more than anything else with the wave is that it allows you to individualize so that what works for you, Joy, may be irrelevant for me. I need something different. 
and you're in a different place. And so you do your little thing too. And that's the thing we love. When you're creating your own little ecosystem of thermal comfort, right? You get a chance to customize what's best for you. And it may change next month. Maybe something happened. Maybe now your perimenopause is really kicking in. Okay, then you have a chance to redo that again. And so you yourself are dynamic. Yeah. It's really kind of cool that way. I have to tell you, it does, it makes me like, honestly, genuinely makes me like less scared of menopause. I was like, oh my gosh, I already have a tool for whenever this thing comes up. Like it makes it less intimidating. You know, it's so interesting in our studies and as a physician and a clinical scientist, it's my job to oversee the studies where we're actually testing this marvelous wave two, you know, intervention when we're looking at natural menopause, when we're looking at a whole bunch of different, you know, conditions. And one of the things we found was that so many women are fearful. They're like, oh my God, I've heard, you know, like nightmares and people in drenching sweats and you're about ready to, you know, chair a board meeting. And then, you know, you're sitting there and you're just unpredictably, it just sort of hits you in the head with a hot flash. And it's just like you live in fear 24 yeah. seven because you never know what's going to happen next. And so I think that one of the best things we found, and this is really interesting in all of our studies we found that the issue of control is absolutely paramount. When you can feel like you can reclaim control over your life, that is absolutely the goal. So now I can just sort of get up and go, okay, no matter what happens, however unpredictable these hot flashes are and and strange feelings and drenching sweats and the rest of it, I got this. Because all I got to do is hit the button, right? Yeah. And I'm home. So and can there I, you have it. I have to share with you another like revelation that I have gotten from it. And it's a, it sort of helped me realize that I experience anxiety. Like I have a meditation practice. I tried to stay calm and like navigate stress, just like whatever. But in the last couple of weeks, I was, oh, I'll, full disclosure, I'm in the process of purchasing a home. And I'm doing that on my own. And to be honest, that's a really stressful thing. And as like move me, moving money around or whatever, it's got me like stressed out, sleeping weird at night or like having weird anxiety of things just like coming up. And I noticed that when I would click on, I was wearing the Wave 2 and I could click on the like the cooling, it automatically like brought me back into my body and made me like, like, pay attention to something else that was not whatever was rolling around in my head. And I felt like that is an insane biohack. Like to your point, I was like, I can't believe that it got me from stressing out and feeling like super worried to be like, nope, just be here. Just focus on whatever is right here right now and and breathe, et cetera. Well, I love that. And I love the fact that you brought up the issue of anxiety. Women tend to have generalized anxiety disorder, period. Women are more anxious than men by a factor of almost 20 to one. It's just sort of innately built into our DNA. And of course, there's a bell-shaped curve. Some women are fine, you know, don't really have that much. But most women have a little bit of that anxiety edge. Well, as it turns out, when we look at the customer 
data. When people, you know, give us feedback in real world data, I cannot tell you how many people, male and female, have told us that this has helped them immeasurably with anxiety. When you think about it, anxiety also goes hand in hand, you know, with a feeling of what? It feels like your fight and flight response just ignited. It's like, mm-hmm. zzz, you know, and so when suddenly another document shows up in your DocuSign and it says, hey, Joy, sign here, you know, and you got to put down a down payment of how many dollars? Right. And, and then you're <laughs> signing your life away and all the rest of it. Well, of course, you're going to go from zero to a million on the anxiety scale. And you're just going to literally feel your heart racing. If you measured your blood pressure, it's probably gone up a little bit. And you feel like you're almost on fire and And you may even begin to break out and sweat. And so all of these things are really your, what we call the sympathetic nervous system. That's the fight and flight response. It's just on fire. And the same thing happens, by the way, when you have a hot flash, exactly the same thing. Boom, you're on fire. So what you want to do is tamp down that fire regulation part of the brain. It changes. And what will happen is you will then perceive that you're cooler and you'll ah, oh, you'll feel relief and greater control. Control and relief, two huge words here. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that relief is coming from the fact that when you felt that ignition of the fight and flight response, well, that's one part of the nervous system and it's there for survival, obviously. So there's another part of the nervous system, the parasympathetic, which is more of your ah, rest and digest part. We tap into that. And so we can actually see that we're tamping down on that fight and flight and amping up on the rest and digest so that now you feel, ah, and you did this all inside your body. That's why I love to call this, you know what this is? An inside job, that's what it is. It's a biohack. And for a scientist like myself, I just can't tell you how exciting it is to see this. This is just the coolest thing ever. I totally agree with you. And so, all right, so when I play in the app and I'm looking at like, there's a couple questions that I have for you because one, I want to be able to see, and I know that it's probably coming soon. I want to see like how I have used it. Like what are the patterns of me using it over the past couple of weeks? And then the other question I have is like, will it ever get to the point that it is predicting before I even have to press the button? Like if it- Ooh, you're asking acid questions that we love. We love, we love, we love (laughs) these questions. All right, so here's the way the whole thing works. Yes, we have all kinds of new tracking and data collection software that's going to be rolling out. We have some already, and then now we're going to be having more and more and more. As most people know in tech, first you launch, and then you just nice and methodically, continuously roll out more and more beautiful assets as we you know, launch and get everyone familiar with the new device and a lot of the basic controls in it. So stay tuned, we love to say. And then at the same time, one of the things that we're doing is 
our technology engineers who are in charge of research and development within making this even more interesting? Well, it turns out we have a big study that's ongoing that will be helping us put together the roadmap to predictive sensing. This is very tough engineering. For anyone who thinks, oh, well, we'll just do that, and you hear a lot of this fluff on the internet and whatever, forget it. No, you need our kind of engineers, MIT trained, to be able to sit down and figure out how to do this. So we're already well into almost a year's worth of work on this. And I absolutely guarantee you, we will be having some very awesome predictive sensors to be able to help you in no kind of, as we say in the business, nip it in the bud. So again, stay tuned because this technology is just absolutely exploding right now. Yeah. This is all brand new thermoelectrics. And I just can't tell you how wonderful it is to be in the midst of all of this, you know, mountain of new discovery in this. And most importantly, to touch lives like we're helping you. I didn't know that it existed. And I'm sure that by the time I get to like the hot flashpoint in my menopause journey, that the technology will be upgraded by then. And that's the part that I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to, I don't know, something I've been probably pretty scared of most of my life is not as scary. Well, you know, what's interesting is that every woman's journey with perimenopause and menopause is different. Do you remember when you first started having menstrual cycles? Yes. All right. Well, you know, you look at, you ask your best friend, hey, did you have this kind of an experience or that kind of experience? And and maybe she's just like totally different. Never had cramps, had a two-day cycle. She's like not a problem. And meanwhile, you're on the floor with, you know, cramps and, and dying and seven days worth of a menstrual cycle. And you're like, what? You know, <laughs> well, the same thing happens with perimenopause. There's a huge bell-shaped curve, lots of variability. And here's the other thing to really keep in mind. What's really okay today may not be okay next week because guess what? It's a dynamic thing. What is perimenopause? What it is is the very gradual, slow wean of your body off one of the most powerful hormones on the planet, estrogen. Now, obviously, progesterone is changing too. Testosterone, not so much. But estrogen is literally affecting almost every tissue in your body, every tissue. So it is extremely powerful. That's why it takes no less than 10 years, if not more, you know, to wean yourself slowly but surely so that your body can slowly but surely adapt and adjust to lower levels. During that time, every woman's journey is different. Some women are like, ah, no problem, whatever, you know. And other women are like, uh, you know, I can't sleep. I got drenching the sweat. What's going on? Here's something a little factoid from science: the women who have like big time problems with this just tend to be super sensitive to estrogen. Okay. So that makes sense because as even a small increment of estrogen is starting to change, then she's really feeling it. It's like, well, wait a minute. Whereas another woman who's less sensitive, and this is just built into your own DNA, right? 
another woman who's less sensitive is like, nah, you know, not a problem. You know, kind of whizzing through the night. You know, if I have a couple little sweats, eh, who died? You know, no big deal. So please realize this is a very individualized and unique experience to every single woman. Well, I, I am a fan. I will tell, I'll tell you that much. I'm a fan. I didn't even know it was something that I wanted. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm not... <laughs> You don't have a choice in this matter, honey. Yeah. You know, this is part of your journey. <laughs> You're going to have to keep rocking and rolling with this one. And who knows? I will also tell you. Now, here's some. Here's a little a tip and a tool that might be able to help everyone out there. If you really want to decrease a lot of the symptoms that are associated with menopause, one of the things that really helps is to learn how to manage stress better. Because stress is part of that firing up of the fight and flight response. Well, obviously, you're feeling stressed out when that happens, right? Right. So if you're doing yoga, if you're meditating, if you know how to take those deep cleansing breaths at the right time, if you know how to hit the pause button in the middle of your forehead and say, whoa, no, 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 take a deep breath before I ignite. If you do all of that, I will guarantee you, you'll have a better show of it guaranteed. Okay. And that's true for natural menopause. It's actually true for all, you know, forms of menopause, but natural menopause, especially really important to learn how to control stress. So if you're listening to this marvelous podcast right now, and you're like 30 years old and you're going, no, you know, like I'm going to wait and what, no, lay down the foundation now get meditation, yoga, you know, some kind of mind-body experience into your life right now to lay down a powerful foundation for walking into perimenopause and menopause with, then you're like, you know, leagues ahead of everyone else. That's what I would do. I also want to, you know, pivot over for a second. For women who are thrown into menopause overnight, it can be, the, the hot flashes can be quite devastating. And these are women who have breast cancer, gynecologic cancer, where their ovaries have been removed, or anyone who's had ovaries removed, say, for instance, you know, for whatever problem. But anyone who was thrown into menopause, there was no time to adapt. Now, it depends upon what age that happened. Obviously, if it happened at the age of 50, at least you had 10 years. But if it happened at the age of 40 or sometime in your 40s or even in your 30s, then this can be quite devastating. This is why I'm currently overseeing a trial with breast cancer patients and soon to also include gynecologic patients, meaning ovaries, et cetera. And what we're finding is that not only are those hot flashes fairly severe, especially at nighttime with drenching sweats, they happen very frequently. Um, they're extremely, you know, interfering in quality of life and leave these women feeling as though they have literally no control over their own life. So that's not a great thing. Mm-mm. So we have found our device to be immensely helpful. And it literally gives these women a chance to reclaim their life, to be able to increase the amount of control they have in their life to a point where 
things are much more manageable because they have enough on their plate especially if they have cancer. They're already managing all of that and the mental and physical stress of it all. What they don't need is all of this issue with you know hot flashes associated with this. So we help them with that. And I got to say, as a physician, it gives me unbelievable satisfaction to be able to help these women. And listen, one other thing too, I'm studying men with prostate cancer. And we're just winding up the study now. And we're finding that, you know, most people don't realize prostate cancer is the most common common cancer in men outside of benign skin cancer. One out of eight men will have prostate cancer. And this tends to be more of a chronic disease. I mean, many men, the average number of years they stay alive once they've been diagnosed, assuming it wasn't widely metastatic at that moment, is usually 15 years or more. So it's a chronic issue and they have to be maintained on medications that throw them immediately into a menopausal state where they have very devastating hot flashes. As one can imagine, men shouldn't be having hot flashes. Right. Right? Right. And we found the same thing. Men love the control over their life now. Now they have better control Now they have an opportunity to feel as though, you know, with a flip of a little button or however they've customized on their app, boom, they're home. I have passed it off. I have passed it off to a couple of my male friends. I'm like, you got to try this. And I want to like know what their opinion is. And they've all been really, it's all been really positive. I I can tell you. A lot of guys are using it after they work out, when they get super hot. Many times you're caught in this position where you're very hot, like you're outdoors in a stadium and the sun's beating down on you and all the rest of it. And they've used it for that purpose. And so, you know, guys love it too. Well, and it's also good looking. Like you can wear it with a nice outfit. You can dress it up or dress it down. And it's, you know, it's like a nice piece of jewelry. Well, you know, women love both, you know, the gold one, but also the black one. Yeah. You know, it's just like sporty and you could wear it with almost anything. And and it's just really easy to wear. It's light and it doesn't bang on anything and it's really comfortable and you barely even know it's there. Many of my study participants forget it's there. That's wild. So Dr. Pete, can we transition? I would like to know a little bit more about you as an individual, if that's okay with you. Well, you know something? (laughs) Nothing would give me greater pleasure. (laughs) You know, have I told you enough about me? Yeah, okay. (laughs) I would like to know if you knew what you wanted to be or what you wanted to do when you were 10. And I guess, conversely, what would 10-year-old Dr. Peak think of what you do now for a living? So 10-year-old Dr. Peak was just a little rebel. You know, I never had a Barbie doll. I'm not kidding you. I just didn't do any of that. So what made me happiest was getting a microscope. I know it sounds nerdy. Just work with me here because it was really cool. Then I'd go find some disgusting pond somewhere, you know, with all kinds of weird stuff in it. And then come into my house, stink the whole place up with, you know, (laughs) like pond smell. And then put little bits underneath my little microscope and look at all the little creepy crawlies. 
I had no idea what I was looking at. So I had to look it up a little bit. And there it was, little bacteria and, and crazy things. And Lord knows what I brought into my home. I did that with a rotting orange once. I put it under my bed, you know, when it gets all green and white and moldy and everything and that nice smell. And I thought, wow, let's get some of that under the microscope until my mother discovered that. And then that she put an end to that little experiment. I was going to say, were they supportive? Were your mom and dad supportive of, of oh, that behavior? Absolutely. <laughs> They just, they said, wow, she's going to be a scientist. There's no question. I was having more fun with that. I just really felt as though I was in an environment that was completely supportive of all my nerdyism and my geekism at that time. And so I just, it was very natural. Nothing was forced. I had my share of stuffed animals, my giraffe and the rest of it, but I was always a rebel. I was a tomboy and went on to become a triathlete. And so, you know, it's just sort of fun that way. Okay. Now, the doctor part is interesting. So I went to an impossibly nerdy high school and it was my choice. I just love this place. It's called Lowell in San Francisco. It's very famous. We tend to graduate people who go on to do wild and crazy, wonderful things in life in fantastic colleges. And uh, lots of advanced placement classes and just a beautiful, wonderful environment of learning and transparency and authenticity. So I remember when the senior yearbook guy came around in the fall that year and he said, so what do I put under your, your picture? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, you have to be pre-something, because in our school, we were pre-law, pre-med, pre-architecture, pre-engineering, whatever. And I said, oh, geez, I don't know. Then he looked at me like I was a total loser. And he said, look, all right, what do you like? And I said, I like science, math, and people. And he says, doctor. And I went, yeah, let's go with that. That's literally how the whole thing ended up wow. that I had pre-med under my name. Then when I went to Berkeley, I said, uh-oh, row. you know, <laughs> is, this, is this really true? So you know what I love to do? And I encourage everyone out there to do that. What you do is as soon as you get into college and you're like, mm, you know, is this the right decision about my major and whatever, go out and get practical experience. Mm -hmm. So I went to the Berkeley Free Clinic, the Haight-Ashbury Free Clinic, Highland Hospital, and I became what you call a gopher. I go for this, I go for that. Just put me to work. I just want to live and breathe and inhale this craziness. It's like a mash unit everywhere I went. And, he, and then you sit with it, you know, and you say to yourself truthfully, how do you feel? How do you feel about this whole experience? And I was in love and that was it. So then I took off and then the rest is history. Well, you're answering the question before I even asked, which is like, what advice would you give to a 23-year-old? Somebody who is just at the- Get practical yeah. experience and don't do something for the money. Don't do something for false, you know, craziness out there. Just ask yourself, how many adventures have I had where I've challenged myself enough to know what I may or may not like? You know, and just go out there. What's the worst that can happen? It's like, oh, that was a rotten experience. That's good. That highly informs you. That's not the direction to go. Whereas get on out there and maybe you'll be super lucky to be able to find something fairly soon. I was very fortunate to have just followed my gut and I was fearless. 
I said to myself, well, what's the worst that can happen if I go to the free clinic and to Highland Hospital, which is a just like a war zone kind of county hospital, yeah. <laughs> like the knife and gun club every Friday night. What's the worst that can happen? You know, you drive home and go, God, I'll never do that again. No, but you're really lucky. You're lucky that you liked what you were testing out. I liked what I was doing too. For I, I, I tended to have this theory around like try everything. At least try it once, so that to your point, that I like, I'll know if it, if it's something for me or not for me, and it to, it'll inform my decision. But don't knock it till you try it. Was something that I used to say at the time. But it really served me well. And I, and I never really had a linear path, but then it, I kind of picked up skills. And in doing that, you end up picking up, you know, having different adventures, different learning different lessons, picking up different skills. And, you know, regardless, you're going to be able to apply those at some point. So, well, you know, one of the things that's really important here is to act fearlessly, but strategically. I mean, don't do stupid things. Right. You know, just go out there and say, you know, I live by um, Helen Keller's wonderful words, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. I'm always going with the daring adventure part. Why? Well, because of the awesome experiences I end up having. And we only get one. We only get this one audacious life, right? So what are you going to do with yours? <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Peak, this has been, um, I feel like we could talk for hours and it's been great getting to know you and everything that you're doing. And I genuinely, I give this a 10 out of 10 review. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, I'll make sure to take that back to the wonderful scientists who created this because that will make them so happy to know that they've been able to help you. And then I'll take it back to my clinical team, you know, who are just toiling away, you know, working so hard to be able to validate and to test it under certain circumstances and to find out what happens. Again, it's all about discovery. <gasps> We're back to that adventure again. I love it. Well, if people want to find you, follow you, work with you, or purchase this device, where would the best place be for them to go? Emberlabs.com. E-M-B-R labs, L-A-B-S.com. E-M-B-R-L-A-B-S.com. Just run on over. And what you're going to find is a really beautiful website with tons of information and just, you know, order it. Let's just get this thing going. Love it. Well, thanks again. It was nice getting to know you. <laughs> Wonderful to, to meet you too, Joy. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about us or this guest by going to our website or visiting us on any of the socials with the handle hit like a girl pod. Thanks again. See you soon.